stumbled upon known unknowns podcast i see welcome welcome how how are you today empowering (laughs) self-help podcast i'm carly and i'm harry and today we have a special episode. Yeah, it's a very special episode. Mm-hmm. We have a very special guest named Christopher Garcia. Pew 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 pew. Paranormal researcher, historian, all around really dope guy. Podcaster, writer, editor, an expert. In the Winchester Mansion. Yes. He wrote a zine. Yes. And he will be publishing more zines. Yeah. He's written... He's very smart. <laughs> he he's is very smart. super smart. Super smart. He's he cool. Has, yeah. He's really cool. He's got a lot of, a lot of good stories to tell. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. No, he's I really cool. I really, I really envy that. I wish I can't tell stories. Oh, he was really good <laughs> at telling stories. Yeah, it was good. He was really awesome. You will really enjoy this interview. Yeah, you will. I hope. For I enjoyed. Sure. Yeah, I, I enjoyed we, recording. We enjoyed it. it. So who cares if you enjoy it? Yeah, exactly. That's the important thing. Very cool guy. Support him, mm-hmm. please. Yes, he's so cool. We're gonna have him on again. Yeah, we Absolutely. will. Absolutely. <laughs> if he wants to be. Yeah. But if we're going to force him to. If he's willing. Yeah, we'll we'll kidnap him and mm-hmm. make him record an episode with us about mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about like other paranormal stuff, some mm-hmm. of his research, his zine a little bit, a little bit about him, his background, a lot about the Winchester Mansion. He knows yeah. so much mm-hmm. about the Winchester Mansion. Yeah. Um, that's that's the that's the main thing that we wanted that we initially contacted him about yeah yeah so it's pretty long so we'll uh get to it yep so we'll play that for you now enjoy have fun uh hi we're here with uh chris garcia uh, Woohoo! <laughs> historian hi, Paranormal investigator, uh, podcaster. Um, what else do you do, Chris? Yeah, you do a lot uh, of stuff. Yeah, I do. I uh, let's say I usually get. I used. To, it used to be really easy until last year. I could say uh, I was a curator at a history museum, but uh, I write, I edit, I do zines, I publish, I research everything, and nowadays I <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure spreadsheets work really well. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> that's important Needed, do you want to uh tell us a little about your um the zine your zine that was uh just released yeah published love to um Yay. so <laughs> yeah it i've been working for about five years because i have twin boys who uh we ended up being in the hospital for four months with them and oh. during that time i had this idea to do a zine that would finally really explore my love of the paranormal, but especially my love of the Winchester mystery house. Uh, And so I basically, the first issue I finally got, you know, off my butt now that the boys can wipe theirs mostly Um, (laughs) and uh, tell my stories that I have, because I have a lot of stuff that 
my life because I grew up in San Jose and oh. have been to the Mystery House probably at least three or four hundred times. Uh, <laughs> in, and, you know, it used to be a regular thing we would do. My dad would take me there and we'd walk uh-huh. around the gardens. That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. And so I did this whole wonderful little idea of called Wide Unclasped. And it's sort of a playoff of there are two stained glass windows in the house that have Shakespeare Mm -hmm. quotes on them. And I love them so much. They're (laughs) my second favorite windows in the entire place. Um, And, you know, the first line of the first one is wide unclasp the, my, their words, uh, (laughs) their Shakespearean (laughs) words. But I thought now I'm going to use this as the basis. And so I've, you know, I've started, I've got the first one is out in the world, getting wonderful uh, words from people like, Oh, this is out. And Hey, but uh, the the second issue is coming along great. And it's actually covering a time when uh, I used to be a semi-regular on a podcast that actually recorded at the Winchester house. And so we got the inside dope uh, from two of the people who worked there about some ghost, some great ghost stories uh, and, you know, just basically looking into it, but also looking into my life and how, you know, the story of my dad's ghost stories, because he has hundreds of them that he told me um, that I love so much that are freaky because they're so not freaky. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, my love of paranormal uh, TV shows, I adore in search of sightings, unsolved mysteries, uh, yeah. just all that stuff blew my mind when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that it's basically that part of my life just on paper. That's wow. cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. How long have you been? Uh, I mean, I guess since you were a kid, how long have you been doing like really in-depth research on the Winchester Mansion? That started in high school, and it started oh. with a high school project uh, to do a local history thing. Oh. And at oh. first I started, because I'm actually a member of the Ohlone tribe here in the valley, uh, thinking, you know, well, I could probably do it about the Ohlone. And then I realized that was really hard, but the Winchester house I could do a <laughs> lot of great stuff with. And yeah. in the library, they have this thing called the California Room. They had a whole section that was just dedicated to Sarah Winchester facts. And uh-huh. since my mom was a librarian, I could get in there. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it's a fun thing to to research. It's it's just insane because every way you look at it, there is some unique and strange aspect. And I'm still finding yeah. stuff out that I never knew. Um I never <laughs> knew she had a dog. I just oh, found this no. out the other day. I- I yeah, I did not know that. I guess that's not something they really talk about when they're like, like when they're talking when anyone talks about this topic, really. That's yeah. so that's interesting. She had a dog, it ran around the place. And oh, I was like, huh. She did not seem like the type of person. She seemed more high strung than to have a dog, but maybe that's yeah. why she had the dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you give us a little like I know there's so much about this house and you know so Mm -hmm. much about it can you give us a a tiny brief summary of the mansion and Sarah Winchester just like a little just just for our our, uh, listeners who might not know what it is and why it's so interesting Mm -hmm. oh yeah well the Winchester house was begun as a smallish farmhouse 
And Sarah Winchester <laughs> was the widow of William Wirt Winchester, who was the founder or the president of the Winchester Repeating Rifle Company, mm-hmm. which was the gun that won the West. And there mm-hmm. are lots of myths about why she came to San Jose. Um, we don't really know the truth because she wasn't big on writing things down like that. But <laughs> it, it's either one, she was trying to outrun the ghosts of the Native Americans who were murdered with the rifle or okay. because she was in the early stages of arthritis that the uh. weather in San Jose was so much warmer and so much nicer than in Connecticut that she made the move. Right. Both of them make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, <laughs> know that second part. That's really okay. Sorry, continue. Yeah, it's a neat. <laughs> it's like you could totally say this as just a standard normal. It's a woman who went to go and relieve her medical problems. Right. <laughs> but also, it's a way better story that she. Oh yeah. She which was, was psychic. Really it's crazy, but. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I go back and forth as to which one is true. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when I start to think about the house itself, so she built this house around this farmhouse mm-hmm. and it spiraled out of control. Um, it <laughs> yeah. went from what we think was a three story farmhouse into a seven story multi towered monstrosity. Oh my uh, and the theory was that she had been told by a medium in Boston to keep building forever and never stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she just kept building and building rooms on top of rooms. Uh, room would be finished and she would instantly demolish it to build another one around it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are staircases that go to nowhere. Mm. Most famously, there is a door that leads to about a 12 foot drop. Uh, <laughs> and there are, there's this great staircase that uh, it has on one side, it is, I think, four steps up. On the other side, it's nine steps up because her arthritis was so bad she could only lift her feet oh. so high. Huh. Oh. Um, yeah. Now, That's the theory crazy. is that she made the doorways and stuff that did that to confuse the spirits. Right. Right. It could also be that she just wasn't a good architect. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. These are I've, I've just heard so many different, like, either she's trying to trick the ghosts or she's trying mm-hmm. to house the ghosts like try to be nice to that i've heard that is that a thing that people think or am i crazy <laughs> you are both crazy and right um great Good. yeah okay. no the, the real thing is there are a lot of signs that show that sarah winchester actually was trying to deal with spirits uh mm-hmm. one of yeah. her favorite motifs all over the place is the spider web and uh-huh. the the tradition of the spider web and the dream catcher are very much entwined. Yeah. And this idea that she could have spider webs everywhere to catch the extra spirits coming in. Uh, oh. the you know, there are there is a tradition of having a door that opens to nothing uh, as yeah. a way of keeping spirits. Like there are all these traditions that seem to be mimicked in the house. Yeah, oh, like I didn't the, know that. You know, like actually. Maggie talked about with the night marchers in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's so many things that, you know, it's obvious she was thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think, I think that was only a part right. of the house. And I think uh-huh. the other part of the house was her wanting to live the life 
that she had expected to live with her husband and daughter. Oh. And when they both died, that so the beautiful, absolutely gorgeous ballrooms, uh, yeah. the immaculate uh-huh. living rooms, just wonderful. And eventually you started to see things pop in that were dealing more with her health. Those what they call low riser stairs. Uh, yeah. There's a wonderful room that is a source of a ton of stories called the hall of fires, which has like four heating vents and a fireplace. And like, I think it has a blowtorch or something. Uh, It's like super, super, when everything was going, it would have been the warmest room in the house. Nice and and toasty. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right next to the room where she died. And there are so many stories of spirits being seen in those two rooms in particular. And, Mm. I think if even if the house was never haunted during her time, it definitely is now. Yeah. And I think there's it's the number of people I have heard who have had really strange interactions there dating back to yeah. the 40s uh, is pretty amazing. Um, one that I haven't written up yet, uh, but I've sort of alluded to is uh, there used to be back in the 90s, a lot of meetups of paranormal freaks at this hotel called the double tree in san jose wonderful hotel uh-huh. one of my favorites um <laughs> and so people would come and they would exchange stories um they now they kind of do them with ufo con here mm-hmm. but uh this old timer was talking about he was vacuuming and he got to the edge of the hall of fires uh-huh. and it was a cold night and suddenly it got blazing hot oh. and he started to see a form coming up as if it was being warmed by the fire. No. And the part closest (laughs) to the fireplace was most solid. And the part farthest away was sort of still translucent. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And he dropped (laughs) the the vacuum (laughs) and ran out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) But this is actually something that's interesting Uh is she still appears mostly to uh and that just scared the hell out of me my cat just pushed open the door to the bedroom (laughs) okay (laughs) yes cat hello (laughs) um wow heart um is when people are dusting or decorating for the holidays or vacuuming is when people see sarah winchester the most in the house okay and i i have a 100 percent reason for this okay i think that makes so much sense Okay. Yeah, good. It's yeah. that she was famous for spying on her servants. Oh, what? And so uh, there's a great uh, there's a kitchen and there's a, a gallery she made so that she could look down and see her servants working and they couldn't look up and see her. <laughs> what? what? Why? <laughs> Why did she want this? <laughs> because she was that kind of person. <laughs> she was kind of high strong. Yeah. <laughs> Very, think, yeah, yeah. I think she was. She's still to this day keeping track of the people who are maintaining her home. Yeah, yeah. she wants to watch them. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! I never knew that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that would make and, sense. Yeah, <sighs> and you know, and the thing that I love is that uh, you could tell who was the favorite person of all the people, the tour guides and stuff uh, for the house. <laughs> Because yeah. they would be vacuuming the parts that were built, not by Sarah, but in the 70s. Uh-huh. 
uh, like the gift shop, and there's a couple of little outbuildings, and the best bathrooms in all of San Jose. Uh, <laughs> they're the nicest. They really are. That's so funny. Um, who got to clean that things? The people who were the least liked were the ones who were given the hall of fires, the <laughs> bedroom, oh, the yeah. room where she was trapped during the 06 earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone has stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so many. My favorite of when we did that podcast, uh, uh-huh. one of the directors of the uh, events said, yeah. So uh, one morning I was there and I got in a little late. So the first tour had left, but you can't let them see you go into your office because the offices are in the house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so <Okay. laughs> to get to her office, she had to wait for the tour to get past. So no one from the tour would see her. Right. And so they just gone past the bedroom where she died. And mm-hmm. they had, so when you get there, you sort of, the tour turns around and then it goes into this room where you can't see back. So huh. as soon as she walked in, maybe 30 seconds a minute after the tour had gone, she noticed that the bed in the room where Sarah Winchester died was all messed up, as if someone had gotten in there and, Ooh. you know, pulled the covers over them. Uh-huh. And so she was annoyed because she had to make the bed and she right. made the bed and she was ready to give the tour guide a talk in two because, you know, <laughs> well, obviously mm-hmm. it was a, but she wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she went to her office and the day went on. And then later she ran into her and said, yeah, one of your tour, your first tour in the morning got away from me. I was like, um, no, there were two people and I do all my tours walking backwards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and that was like, oh, oh, Oh. (laughs) but yeah. And there's so many stories like that. One (laughs) same woman uh, told a story about her office. So they do flashlight tours, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful you go walk through the house it's dark you still have a tour guide but everyone has uh-huh. flashlights oh that sounds so, so cool. scary <laughs> cool the coolest one of it is if you go with a group of friends and you convince yeah. no one except for the tour guide to turn on their flashlight oh. Ooh. Yeah. i've yeah, done it cool i will never do it again but it's very yeah. cool no 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 <laughs> but uh no, so the flashlight tour is cool so she's in her office and she has to keep the lights off Oh, and that's cool. Oh. So the only light is her laptop screens back at her. Yeah. And so she's sitting in her office and there's a hallway. So there's a velvet rope, a hallway, a door, and then she's in her office. And about midnight-ish, the door starts swinging open and closed no. at irregular intervals. Mm-hmm. And she's watching it for about 10 minutes. And then at that point, she thinks she looks at the clock and sees, oh, the last tour is now through. And she just yells, stop it. And the door slams <laughs> shut. Oh, my oh. God. Wow. No, that's sc- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> I could not work there as much as I would love to. I wouldn't be as chill as this person. Just like, hey, stop that. <laughs> no, Thank cut you. it out, ghost. Cut it out. Like I just, well, <laughs> no, it would just be in a constant state of anxiety and screaming. <laughs> I just scream all the time. Oh, so basic yeah. real life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, um, so, so you've been oh, there man. a lot. Um, have you been to? Do you th- have you seen every single room in there? You think since you've been there so many times, or are there still unexplored areas for you? There are a lot of unexplored areas for me. 
because it's huge. It's gigantic. Um, I've never been an employee, so I've never been able to get into the employee only sections. Uh, With one exception, I did go to try and get a birthday party. So I got to go into one of the offices. Uh, Okay. But I have definitely been on all the publicly accessible spots, uh, both Mm -hmm. above and below. There's have a, you basically go through a basement through one of the tours. Uh, And I have spent more time in the garden than almost anyone I know. uh, Because that's, you know, it's free. You can walk through the gardens. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful. That's where I got my wife to fall in love with me. Uh, I love that. Yeah. It was so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, flutter. Um, (laughs) But uh, it was, you know, I have a deep personal connection with this house. Um, More, even more so than just, because one of the great things is next to the houses were these three amazing movie theaters, giant mm-hmm. dome movie theaters, the Century 21, 22, and 23. Uh-huh. So when I would go t- as a kid with my dad to the movies on usually Friday and Saturday nights, we would go twice a week. We would go to the Winchester house and they had a little arcade and I'd play in the <laughs> arcade. And then we'd go see the movie. Uh, and so when I you know, was out on my own, I used to go to the arcade all the time and go to the movies because I lived just down the way. Uh, and so, you know, and I'd walk around the yard and I'd, you know, hit people up for stories and, you know, you'd get occasionally mm-hmm. get one. Uh, right. And, you know, some of them are utterly believable. Some of them are utterly unbelievable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one that I was closest to, and I talk about this in the first issue, mm-hmm. is uh, three friends of mine at work uh, were... They basically they were claiming they were going out to pull all the trash bags out of the trash cans. Um, what they were really going out to was to huff a little nitrous, and they would <laughs> do the trash cans too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and a couple of minutes later, two of them run in, and they're like, "Oh my god, we were we were out there, and there was this fence with that's covered in ivy." And they said, "And we saw someone walking out of the ivy." And she was this little woman and we just thought it was some sort of like, you know, crackhead who was in there or something. Yeah. (laughs) But then she walked through a car. Oh, Uh. and so the third one, uh, the third one who had stayed out there uh, was uh, she came in like a minute later, like. I saw her, I watched her. I couldn't run away (gasps) like they did. And so wow. I decided I was going to be the one who actually went out there and picked up all the garbage. <laughs> that they had yeah. And I didn't get to see anything. But... Oh, oh, man. oh, So, but, yeah. so you've, uh, is, that's the closest you've come to uh, having a paranormal experience there? Or, or have anything? you had a crazy paranormal experience there? Kind of. Um, oh. uh, I was there on a flashlight tour where we all turned on our flashlights, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, we were towards the end of the night and uh, we were walking through. We got to a point where it's sort of a stopping point before you get to the very last room. And uh, so we were up there with the guide because we like to pepper them with questions. And uh, I asked her in the room, I said, you know, have you ever had anything strange happen to you? And she said, well, no, but, you know, everyone, every other tour guide has a. And she literally started to say one. When uh-huh. the upper pane of one of the windows slammed down. Oh. Oh shit. <laughs> now you do. Now, now and you like, do. Oh. 
that's the closest <laughs> I've gotten. <laughs> okay. Um, and you know, that's one of those things where, well, you know, it was a cold night, so maybe that just couldn't hold the thing up and it just came crashing down. <laughs> or it could be yeah. that there is a ghost who is about ready to inhabit all of our souls. Or, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many possibilities. That's what's right. so frustrating and so wonderful about the house. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Is that there are logical answers for everything. Yeah. But at the same time, there are more logical answers that are completely illogical. Right. <laughs> Why do people see a man pushing a wheelbarrow in overalls Mm -hmm. throughout the house all all sorts of times? Uh, (laughs) Why do people smell things that aren't there? Like chicken noodle soup, the scent wafts through the farthest part of the house. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's it's insane. Like smell is one of the things that uh, gets you at the house. When you walk in, it's not necessarily musty. But there is you can smell that it's old. Yeah. And as you walk through, the smells change. And some of that, of course, is the gardens. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. in some rooms, it definitely does smell like chicken soup. In another <laughs> room, it smells. Yeah, it's insane. It's like you don't think it's going to come. And then <laughs> it does. And it's like, OK, that's weird. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, another room smells like soap. What? And that is, and here's the weird thing. You are standing outside the room and it smells like nothing but the rest of the house. You walk into the room and it smells like soap. That is so weird. Yeah. That one that's Maybe. one that gets me the most. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's weird. Chicken noodle soup. That's a weird is do you think there's an explanation for that? <laughs> that she like chicken noodle soup? <laughs> I actually have a very that's interesting explanation okay. for it that okay. I want to know. it's in the front half of the house and in the 1906 earthquake one of the towers crashed down it trapped her in one of the rooms uh-huh. and she read it as the spirits are thinking i'm spending too much time on the front of the house so uh-huh. i'm going to close off the front of the house and build the back what oh so my and that's where this kitchen is it's sort of a little bit away from that that bedroom my Uh thought is that that was what was warming at the time that that was the scent that was permeating the room at the time of the earthquake at the time of the earthquake okay yeah yeah Yeah, so but yeah that one's it's weird when it happens (laughs) Uh, yeah and what's amazing is that you know I'll go through, you know, wanting that paranormal experience, but I'm also right. an architecture nerd. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, oh, wow. Look at that joist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you it know, seems it seems like a really fascinating place for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I want to go oh, there yeah. so bad. <laughs> it is uh, well worth your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> we'll make a trip to San Jose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, and what's weird is that the the other thing about sort of that area is back in the 1890s up to about the 40s. Okay. It was pretty much all orchards. Huh. And you know, Silicon Valley didn't really start until 1950. And right. uh, so as that area grew, more and more things started getting plucked out of 
what was Sarah Winchester. So the movie theaters, there's a huge complex called Santana Row across the way, uh, mm-hmm. which had a huge fire uh, as they were building it. And uh-huh. it was the scariest thing because they were saying embers look to be landing on the roof of the Winchester house. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that's a big wooden thing. That's like <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily it didn't burn. Okay. But uh, as it has changed, the house is pretty much the house itself and the immediate mm-hmm. gardens right next to it are the only thing that remains. Mm-hmm. And as it's being carved out, it's kind of heartbreaking on one level because, you know, these were beautiful. If you look at any of the old photos of the area, they're beautiful orchards. Uh, the gardens yeah. were about three times as big as they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, you know, it's you know, making my life possible. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So was it, so your father was a paranormal investigator? Yeah, he was. Or? So my dad was one of the most interesting people who ever lived. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> and I thought that his stories were all, you know, just him making stuff up until I started meeting people. Uh-huh. Right. And he was friends with a psychic named Sylvia Brown. Okay. And until John Edwards, she was probably worldwide the most famous medium. Uh, yeah. She was on like when uh, what's his name Montel used to have psychics on. Uh, it was oh. always Sylvia Brown. Huh. I feel like yeah, and, I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah, That's she probably. was. Uh, I believe I honestly believe she was a legit medium and also a uh-huh. major crook. Uh, <laughs> she is one of those people who I can honestly say, like the Warrens, fifty uh, fifty. Okay. Uh, there is 100% honesty there and 100% garbage there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so frustrating. <laughs> that is frustrating. But so my dad knew her and a few of the folks in her orbit who were some of the Silicon Valley uh, paranormal group in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And there was a very famous investigation of the Toys R Us in Sunnyvale which is well, about 20 minutes from the Winchester house. And it uh-huh. is a Toys R Us that is haunted by a guy named Yanni Johnson or Johnny Johnson. <laughs> and uh, it's a love story that uh, somehow ends up with him cutting his own foot off and bleeding to death. <laughs> um, As all good love stories do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, and so his spirit has been haunting that store uh, ever since. And uh-huh. the, the most famous sighting was during a seance that Sylvia had put together for channel two out here. Uh-huh. Oh. They took a picture and everyone is sitting on the ground except for one guy who is standing up dressed in is basically looking like a farmhand <gasps> leaning against one of the aisles. And he wasn't there during the photo. Oh my God. Oh. So my dad was supposed to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Apparently he and my mom got into a fight and didn't. and that's his greatest regret but he you know he knew all those folks uh there's another researcher named lloyd auerbach who's a local who uh great guy who my dad knew back in the day uh and he he really passed his love of history on to me and so Uh my dad Mm -hmm. wasn't as much doing investigations as digging into being the person behind the scenes who's sort of sussing out stories because my dad ultimately loved stories and mm-hmm. he found some amazing stories uh, dating back to, you know, one of the other houses that's haunted here. There are sort of five major haunted houses in the Bay Area. Okay. Uh, there's the Winchester House. Uh-huh. There's 
the Toys R Us. Toys R Us is so funny. Yeah, I thought Toys R Us is so cool. I shopped there I know, as a kid. I love that. Yeah, I was like, oh man. And my dad was yeah. a security guard there some Christmas uh-huh. events, which you know is cool. The other one that no one ever talks about is called the Rengsdorf House. It's in Mountain View. It's an old, beautiful house uh, that apparently was a site of either a suicide or a murder, and it's an angry, malevolent spirit. Oh. And I know. A lot of people who won't go anywhere near it because they just mm-hmm. it feels like bad juju, uh, right? Which you know what I understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a place called the Brookdale Lodge, which is actually I live up in the mountains and it's sort of about a mile away from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a it's called the Brook Room, and it's a a river flows through the middle of a dining room, mm-hmm. and there's a blue girl, is what they call her, and she's a little girl who runs back and forth on the bridge. People who used to see her when they would eat there, uh, she'd pop up. She was very precocious. <laughs> and so my dad went there once, and he brought with him a stack, like an inch and a half, two inches thick, of newspaper articles and everything that had to do with the Brook Room. Uh-huh. And he's eating and sort of looking at it. And then he starts to notice that papers are being pulled away. Oh, and he's like, oh, and he starts to grab them, and he's like, he knows, he knows exactly what's happening. So he <laughs> yeah. literally puts it under his plate. He puts his plate on top <laughs> of the folder. Uh-huh. But then he looks at what was being pulled out, and the uh-huh. one on top was a newspaper article from 1977. Okay, about the girl. Mm. Oh, and about <laughs> someone seeing the ghost. Wow. She was pulling out the papers. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, adorable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sadly, I didn't get to go see that. I got my research thing. It started really in high school. Uh, uh-huh. And in the late 90s, I started a thing called BAPAT, the Bay Area Paranormal Assault Team. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was a great name. We never did anything. We basically <laughs> looked into research and we posted yeah. and used it a lot. Well, sure. mm-hmm. that's, that's the fun part. That's the- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, but this. <laughs> This turned out to be the interesting thing. In the early 2000s, you had the launch of things like Most Haunted, Ghost Hunters, all those sort of reality shows. Yeah. Uh, right. And since I had posted about the Pat uh, so often, I got calls from one of them saying, what we wanted to do is we want to do a show about Bay Area Ghost Hunters. And I was like, that's so cool. Yes, of course we'll (laughs) do it. And so how it was going to be was there were going to be three of us, a medium who would actually go to the place. uh, Okay. And then a, what did they call it? A, uh, an investigator or something like that. Uh, It was something weird because they wanted to be able to copyright it, I think. Yeah, Uh, sure. Who would do like a hardcore investigation with all the science-y stuff. Uh, Yeah, okay. And then – I would be the uh, the guy behind the scenes looking up the actual history. Oh. And we got as far as, uh, tell me what date you can do this. And sadly, then it got folded. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. This has Man. happened to me twice. <laughs> I have no. twice had reality shows pulled out from under me. <laughs> that is so depressing. Oh, no. Yeah. That would be like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> and at so least cool. for, the, for the first one, they did a pilot and I actually have the pilot that never aired. Uh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Which, you know, I watch occasionally and go, 
I was so young then. So young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. But yeah. But no, so that that sort of era of uh, investigative TV mm-hmm. started uh, probably about 2002. Mm-hmm. And Most Haunted is the most famous example. If you've ever seen the original Most Haunted from England, mm-hmm. it's... I don't think I have. It is brilliantly pointless. <laughs> yes. Great. Because oh. literally they bring this this medium named Derek Acora, who mm-hmm. is great, um, who is a showman. Uh, and... He futzes around and there's some sciencey guys and then there's a host who talks about things and they have a researcher, uh, mm-hmm. but they never find anything. And there's like maybe some EVP they play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really set the, the tone for what that whole era of oh. reality TV ghost stuff would be. And luckily it's mostly died out, replaced now by Bigfoot and UFOs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, I have to say, I kind of like some of the Bigfoot shows, but uh-huh. they ain't going to yeah. find Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but they're entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I live. So in this valley that I live in, we have the Brookdale Lodge, uh-huh. which is haunted. We have a beautiful right. place called uh, Roaring Camp, which is antique trains. Uh, oh, cool. But just past it is the Bigfoot Museum. Oh. And oh. it's there's like some cast of Bigfoot things and there's a lot of Bigfoot stuff from pop culture but the whole mm-hmm. reason to go there is for the guy who runs it oh, and yeah. he is incredible you can talk to the man for like four or five hours and you will learn everything you need to know about Bigfoot um, it's like <laughs> wow oh my god I love that yeah one of the great cool. things oh yeah and this valley is so weird it's called the San Lorenzo River Valley and we have uh-huh. um, where I live is 50 feet from where the trailside killers first victim was found. Uh, oh, there is uh, Ed Kemper is the most famous uh, serial killer who's been around here. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah. yeah, lots of true crimes. A lot of the Heaven's Gate people, uh, at least three of them yes. were from the valley. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heaven's Gate was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a weird. That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that yeah. when. Uh, I was listening to the last podcast on the left. Uh, they did a coverage of it mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really good. Um, they could have done about six more episodes because there's so many more weird things. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and now they're on JFK, which makes so my heart happy because that's where I'm, that's where my heart lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'm my kids, but. You know, right. JFK. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your other kid. Your other kid. Okay, Carly, you can do all the true crime sightseeing around there, and I'll go to the train museum. <laughs> and you can go to the train museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my, my brother-in-law is one of the train drivers. So. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. okay. It's so Perfect. great. I guess the inside scoop on all the trains, all the, all the choo-choos. Oh, my God. I hate that. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's great. It's great because, uh-huh. you know, Bay Area has true crime all over. The, I mean, Zodiac is the most famous example, of course. Sure. Uh, I did yeah. a pod. I actually can say can make this claim. I was the first person to do a solely based on Zodiac podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, like, after I think I'd done five episodes, then the big one that everyone likes monster came out and I was mm-hmm. angry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So, you know, Zodiac and of course uh, there were 
all the ones down in Santa Cruz, Ed Kemper being the most famous of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Leonard Lake and Charles Ng uh, were in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, I think, worked with my mom. Uh, oh my like, there are all this stuff that happened here. And it makes sense that there yeah. are lots of locations for ghosts right. in the valley. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's so, it's so weird. And it's been... Uh, the Winchester House itself has, you know, the idea that the uh, woman who is profiting mm-hmm. from the slaughter of Native Americans yeah. comes to a location that was where at that point, pretty much all mm-hmm. of the Ohlone in the valley um, had basically they hid the the classic joke is they hid by becoming Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> It's why my last name is Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so where so much of the culture had been completely wiped out. I mean, we have Mission Santa Clara here, also very haunted in a very creepy way. Uh, uh, all the missions are haunted to one degree or another. But there is a story of a candle that is burning all the time. It's a ghostly candle. Mm-hmm. That you only see before your death. Oh, <laughs> no. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but uh, yeah, and oddly enough, where it is actually uh, is in the back, sort of this back section. And it's w- almost exactly where I met Neil Young back in the 90s. It was kind of cool. <laughs> back with the Bridge School Benefit. Uh, the most famous concerts out here was actually like a school pageant. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's a weird place. This is a very strange location because of so many stories. You know, we were, yeah. you know, the Ohlone's and then we the greatest producing valley of agriculture since the Tigris and Euphrates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the, you know, this world of technology that has just conquered everything. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I, for 20 years, I got to say I was above it because I wasn't in tech. I was a tech <laughs> historian. Right. Um, and now I'm at a dot com. So, <laughs> but there's so many, you know, when you get layers like that, mm-hmm. the impressions of one upon the other, upon the other is yeah. really what leaves the, the sort of the energies yeah, that you absolutely. need. Yeah. Uh, and wild energy. it's, yeah, it's so crazy. And there that, not to mention that, uh, the valley is so full of hallucinogenic drugs. It's not even funny, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. but it's, it's amazing to see, you know, there are some, there are some stories that I absolutely won't believe. Uh, the story of, there's a very famous one. Uh, they had a wax figure of Sarah Winchester at the house at one point. Mm-hmm. And someone said that the figure turned its head to them and nodded. No. Uh, I absolutely won't believe that. I'm that's that's too crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't either. But I will believe that uh the sound of her feet shuffling. Mm-hmm. I'll absolutely believe that cuz the most oh, the, Yeah. Yeah, the closest thing I have ever had to an actual paranormal sighting. Uh-huh. Was I went to school at Emerson College in Boston. Mm-hmm. Okay. And our dorm was called the Charles Gate. Mm-hmm. And uh it was this old, it was built in the 1890s. It was a prohibition sort of spot. There have been pictures uh, in the basement that show sort of spectral horses because that's mm-hmm. where the stables used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And so on the second floor, it had these floors that they were kind of bouncy. So you could hear someone walking behind you. Oh. oh. So to get from my room to the common room, it was a Sunday night because I was watching 120 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was walking down and I could hear someone walking right behind me. Ugh. And I turned and there was no one there. And yeah. every time I stopped, it would take a step or two and then it would stop. Oh. So I like stopped three or four times. And then I literally sprinted and jumped into the common room. Yeah. Yeah. And I could hear the steps behind me hurry up and turn down the hallway and keep going. Oh, my God. So about five minutes later, I'm sitting there watching a little TV, still a little on edge. Yeah. And this girl I had a massive crush on runs in, jumps into my arms and goes, oh, my God, I just saw a ghost. (laughs) No. And I was like. Okay, first off, this is really nice. Yeah, Second, this is amazing. Yeah. Second Thank off, you, you saw it and I didn't, and I'm happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, thank God. Yeah, I actually wrote about that. Uh, uh, the a wonderful paranormal slash true crime podcast, uh, thirteen o'clock podcast. Oh. I actually uh, write. I've written two letters to them for their Halloween episodes uh, oh. that they've read. They did. They did a good job with both. <laughs> good. Good. Great. You should listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. That cool. there's there's so many great paranormal slash true crime podcasts out there yeah. that it's no. it's a wonderful time. Right. Right. <laughs> it's so good. We, we like to wait until the market's fully saturated before we try to get our foot <laughs> right. in the door. Yeah. That's that's, that's our secret it. for success. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I saw I saw a crowded marketplace and I said, "Me too." Yep. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, and it's great. I mean, last podcast on the left has my heart in many ways. Um, yeah. Um, I was actually, they read my letter on side stories once and that was the happiest I've ever been. Oh my uh, gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah you know, I, cause I, I've been a, basically a lower level mall Santa. And so they read my story, but uh, what's interesting is this is all happening now. And I can remember when I was in high school, that was when it started. That was when like, like all the all my friends in high school, like to a mm. T now, are all true crime nerds and all paranormal nerds. Right. And we all grew up on unsolved mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what did it. I really do. Um, oh, I most bet. of the yeah, and it's you know, and now what's happening is we're seeing the sort of the first generation of folks who were introduced to both true crime and the paranormal through podcasts. We're starting to see bubble up. Yeah. And and that's really cool too. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, these all things sort of happened in waves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wave happened to be in the 70s and 80s. And, you know, most of my friends were in the 90s. And there's a whole wave now. And it's it's great to see uh, just because yeah. that means more content for this greedy little bastard. But, uh, right. <laughs> but I mean, it's great to see folks like y'all who come uh-huh. at it from uh, a very different angle, which I really appreciate. Because I kind of like when I was uh, listening to the fourth episode i think it might have been it was the one with a uh, babe the big blue ox paul Bunn. oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm. uh which i love i love that episode oh, because i kept going babe. what about the lakes what about the lake <laughs> right um, <laughs> and i was thinking and i'm listening to it going this is my favorite murder but for paranormal 
and with a really fascinating group of people who I'd like to talk to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you but, very much for your kind words. Scary. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know how to take compliments. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're being way more like my favorite murderer. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Funny. Yeah, but uh, one thing that also that the wonderful podcasting world has now uh-huh. is the ability for people to take different angles at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are the skeptics casts, there are the believers casts, there are the his- history, there are the history of paranormal casts, which are great. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you're seeing this in everything. You're seeing the investigative true crime stuff. You're seeing the historical true crime stuff. Uh, you're seeing, you know, the comedy true crime Uh it's all it's great spectrum that is now being made available to people who in the old days used to have to wait once a week for unsolved mysteries. So the next day they could go and chatter about it at school, uh, which I did yeah. endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, so you had, you mentioned that you have like a little connection to uh, the Warrens. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, okay. I want to know. It's so bad. <laughs> so the Warrens were, and for your your listeners, if you watch The Conjuring, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. it's a true-ish story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Annabelle, of course, is their most famous artifact, uh, yeah. the haunted doll, um, which I've never actually seen in person, but my dad took a photo when he visited, Ooh. and it, it's kind of cool. creepy. Yeah. Just Raggedy Ann in general is creepy. Yeah. My dad uh-huh. my dad somehow met uh I can't remember if it was Lorraine first mm. or if it was through Sylvia. But it was one of the two. That is so cool. And uh and they got on famously because my dad was endlessly entertaining. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> and so they corresponded and he actually went out there. Uh, at one point and visited and i think it was after it's okay the cat can be in here sorry (laughs) it's my son who is Uh when i told him i was going to be talking about ghost stories he said don't tell me ghost stories (laughs) (laughs) um but uh he got to know them and and when uh when The Conjuring came out, I had so much to say about it because <laughs> yeah. there were they 100% wanted to help people. I really believe that. Huh. Um, they also 100% wanted to be secure financially and in reputation. Right. And when you have both of those things next to each other, it becomes very difficult to see when they transition between the two. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Sylvia Brown. It's the same thing with a lot of psychics, honestly. Uh, uh-huh. It is that, you know, at some point you have to say, when the going gets weird, the weird go pro. <laughs> and uh, that is, you know, that's a key uh, thing. And so the Warrens, I, when I met right in uh ah, cat why are you trying to attack the phone <laughs> <laughs> um, when i met her uh in 2015 2014 uh-huh. get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> he wants to, he's got stories to tell yeah, he oh he does to... <laughs> oh, we have a ghost cat in the house oh no 
I'll tell you that story in a moment. But uh, yes. okay, great. But when I met, uh, we talked about my dad, and uh, he was, oh, he was a wonderful person. Uh, he was a wonderful person who didn't believe anything. And I was like, no, my dad believed in pretty much everything. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, well, he wasn't like religious. And I'm like, well, no, he wasn't religious. But sort of one of the things about my dad that I loved so much is that he treated you like you needed to be treated. And I realized this completely. He needed to be treating the Warrens like they were not legitimate, even though they were partly legitimate. <laughs> to make them realize their own issues. And uh-huh. it, of course it didn't work. But uh, <laughs> but right. they're, they are, were now actually, they're both past, uh, very interesting people. I've known a lot of people they scammed and I've known a lot of people they've helped. Oh, shit. And okay. yeah, if you look into it, it is, it is frustrating because, you know, I think there were legitimate times when they, there were times they absolutely did help. There were other uh-huh. times they legitimately made things a million times worse. Oh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So we have a ghost cat in the house. Yeah. Yes. Ghost so cat. my boys, <laughs> my boys are four now. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. When uh, my oldest, JP, was two, we had, well, let me start with, we had two cats when I first moved in with my wife here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, Sophie died before the boys were born. And then Merlin died when they were about seven months old. My oldest son's name is John Paul Merlin, named after my dad and our cat. Um, <laughs> ah, I love that. <laughs> so cute. And Sophie, our first cat who died before they were born, uh, but after they were conceived, <laughs> um, <laughs> used to sit on top of this rail in what we call the cat room. It's sort of a sunroom, a mm-hmm. big glass uh-huh. window that gets all this light. Yeah. And Sophie Great. would sit up okay. there. So reading this book, and it was, you know, A is for ant, B is for bat, C is for cat, right. and, or no, it was K is for kitty. Oh. And they said, oh. And so we didn't have cats at this point, and I said, uh, and so we were having them point to, you would say the word, and then they would point to the animal in the book. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, point to the kitty. And John Paul stands up, walks over, and points to the rail exactly where Sophie used to sit. Oh, my God. Said, kitty. <gasps> No, <laughs> that's the cutest thing I've ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, and a little bit scary and a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, there have been times where I have felt what I think is before we got our cats last year, where I felt like the cat was jumping onto the bed. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say if that was just me being weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've had. When I was young, when I was actually my boy's age, and I'm glad they don't have it, I had sleep paralysis. Oh, that, and, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, from three to about six, I had it mm-hmm. pretty much every night. Oof. No. And culturally, of course, what happens to you during sleep paralysis is majorly inflect, affected by the cultures you grew up in. So when my grandmother right. had it, since mm-hmm. she was a lonely, she saw the traditional old witch, you know, sitting on her chest. Mm. Oh, uh-huh. With huh. me, it was aliens. Ah! <laughs> and that That's freaked terrifying. me out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe in, in aliens. I kind of do and I kind of don't. Uh-huh. Uh, I I but uh, I, you know, they scare the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, me too. Yeah. Aliens are scary. That was my worst fear when I was like six. 
was aliens. I couldn't. I stayed up at night thinking about how they were going to come into my room. I don't know. I just would stare out my window and like for like for the longest time. And it was my worst fear was aliens coming into my bedroom. I don't know why. So I I understand the fear of aliens. <laughs> yeah. So when I was little, I would share a bed with my grandma. Uh, and uh, I would, you know, I would inevitably, you know, seize up and then I would start to see things around the room. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I didn't, I never believed that I was actually being visited by aliens was mm-hmm. it was they could only, you know, when you get sleep paralysis, apparently whatever is affecting you, whether it's the old hag, whether it's the uh, the aliens, whether it's, I mean, that's across the cultures uh there's a giant bear a giant dog uh, mm-hmm. but it can only go as far as your field of vision right. and the edge of my field of vision was only where my grandmother was so it would look like they were standing through her mm-hmm. so in oh. my brain i could put okay. through oh they're not real they're just images uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or they're alien That's ghosts good. Or right, yeah, which is even, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> even scarier. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure there has to be some. I mean, Roswell, sure. they, those aliens yeah. must haunt that place, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I would exactly. think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Space yeah, is I love... just swimming oh, with so... alien ghosts, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's story waiting to happen. That's what dark matter is. That's yeah. a... <laughs> no. My mind is officially blowed. That's it. Whoa. <laughs> Me too. Whoa. Yeah. Um, one actually interesting ghost story. Uh, okay. Is actually from a friend of mine. Yes. And she is, I guess the best way to call her is a ne'er-do-well. Uh, <laughs> she, she's the kind of stoner that everyone knows who okay. somehow manages to live but never seems to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's sweet as pie. Uh, she's <laughs> right. absolutely fantastic. Uh, we love her. And she was at a small, I guess it would be fair to call it a motel. Uh, it's the Clown Motel. Okay. It is a clown-themed motel, I believe, in Pallyup, Nevada. A clown. Okay, a that sounds horrifying. horrifying. <laughs> yes. Oh no, no, no! It gets scarier because Great. the clown motel's parking lot uh-huh. borders a cemetery. No. Oh yes. No. <laughs> so she is there in the parking lot uh, because they had a big "no smoking in the room" sign, and she really needed to hotbox herself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she hears a knock at her window. Uh, and she's thinking, you know, the smoke's not so thick. I can't see outside and I don't see anyone. But right. she's thinking maybe there's something weird happening. So she rolls down the window. And what happens is the amount of smoke in the car completely just disappears. Mm-hmm. It like rushes out the window. Huh. But what, what she said was, the most terrifying part is it looked like it was sort of parting around something. Oh, no. And she said it wasn't a distinct shape. I couldn't tell what uh-huh. it was. Yeah. Right. But it was just like, whoo. and oh, wow. uh, at that point she decided she'd probably had enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. went upstairs and she went to sleep. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that scares the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. But I think really what, what it is is that everyone is experiencing something. Mm-hmm. I really believe the paranormal is real. I don't necessarily believe that it is residual energy or spirits or uh, mm-hmm. mind control or, mm-hmm. you know, bad wheat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's something. And right. it is, it's really key to explore people's experiences. Sure. I think yeah. as much as what they are experiencing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like my, my theory about JFK that I really love is if you, how you view JFK is more related to how you view the world than how you view the actual event. Right. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. I believe I happen to believe that Sam Giancana, the, you know, the mob murdered JFK. <laughs> That's because my greatest fear is this completely untouchable, unaccountable uh, group being able to run the world. Right. People who yeah. believe the CIA did it, you know, obviously mm-hmm. believe that our government is evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who believe that JFK killed himself, probably delusional. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it could have happened, but we don't know. Right. <laughs> um, people who deny JFK died, I think, are probably wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just wrong. But I mean, you know, it's looking at how you interpret <laughs> things that don't make sense to the yeah. logical part of you. I think is when humans have done it all the time. It's how we got the idea of angels. It's how we got the idea of demons. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I think it has more to do with who we are than mm-hmm. it has to do with what we're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's very, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, th- I think you like summed up the mission statement of this podcast yeah, better than either of us did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, we need to go transcribe that, put it on our website. <laughs> that's what it's about. I get 5% of any merch that goes off that oh, list. <laughs> absolutely. At <Right>. least. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really. Yeah, yeah I think. Oh, um, I don't know. Well, is there anything else specifically you, you wanted to talk about, Carly? Because I think that's a pretty good thing to go out on if yeah i agree you know, we still need to record an intro for our last episode tonight oh wow <laughs> oh excellent <laughs> good there'll um, be there'll be more material for me excellent yeah yeah <laughs> um chris is there anything else you wanted to say before we go uh any other fun stories or just you know plugging your social media and everything else <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. I will plug my social media. I'm Johnny Eponymous on everything. Facebook, Great. Twitter, Instagram, tribe.net, Friendster, <laughs> Live Journal, all of it. All right. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, but really, one of the things that I really do want to plug is uh, one of the things that I'm working on for Wide Unclasped. The next uh-huh. issue is all about the uh, recording of my podcast uh, episode there and the stories that we heard. Uh Um, But the third issue, which is going to be out probably in May, is going to be a look at uh, the science fiction, fantasy and horror novels that have been based in the house. Um, There's a one, a great one by Michaela uh, Rossner. There's one by my favorite author, a dude named Tim Powers called Earthquake Weather. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like all these books that have been made that use the house because it's so weird that use it really really well and of course i'll be talking about if you've never read the book house of leaves uh 
I've heard of it. Of the I greatest, uh-huh. It is the best haunted house move book ever. Okay. Because Reading it, it. Tell, basically the, the story starts as a guy measures his house and it's an eighth of an inch bigger on the inside. Oh. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> but the huh. way it's it's told is there are footnotes. Like it's a nonfiction book. But the footnotes don't relate to anything. (laughs) I love that. And there's all this like meta textual stuff. And it's just Uh what the hell is going on? But it's legitimately terrifying. Um, It is. It is a book I literally put into the freezer at one point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was. It's scary. It's great. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But no, it's been great to appear on the most fantastic podcast i have discovered uh in the past few months just wonderful to wonderful to be able to be on it oh well thank you very much it's been great having you yes you are amazing yeah we we'd love to have you back sometime Uh, when we have more time yes please um absolutely (laughs) we're gonna be best friends now i've decided (laughs) we're all best friends okay when we come over to see the house we're gonna we're gonna meet up and we're gonna hang out I'll take you to the best tacos in San Jose. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we love tacos. Tacos. I love this. You're you're a digestive tract attached to a human. Of course, you love tacos. (laughs) Uh, You're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very excited for this. Okay. Well, great. It's been so wonderful talking with you. Yes, you too. Thank you for talking to us and sharing all of your amazing stories and knowledge with us. Excellent. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. So, how'd you like that? What did you think? Wasn't it fun? Did you have a good time? God, I hope so. Uh, you better have. He was a cool guy. Yeah. That freaking ghost cat gets me every time. <laughs> I love the ghost cat. The ghost kitty. Yeah, he's super cool. Mm-hmm. So you should go follow him on everything and yep, that's it. Read his zine. Yeah. Read his zine. Read it's his good. other zines. It's really good. Uh, I've read it. Yeah. It's good. We want to have him on again. Even if he doesn't want to be on, we're going to force him on. Yep. We have other topics that we want to discuss with him. Yeah. We're yelling at him before <laughs> even like... <laughs> we get an answer oops oops um so yeah that's all i got okay (laughs) that's all all i gotta say yeah great well we hope you enjoyed this we had we enjoyed it i definitely learned a lot Mm -hmm. i hope you guys did um so this has been known unknowns podcast yeah i've been harry and i'm still carly click it or ticket because it's weird out there Bye. bye